0: Welcome to Why Not Me, The World Podcast, hosted by Tony Mantor. Broadcasting from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Join us as our guests tell us their stories. Some will make you laugh, some will make you cry. Real-life people who will inspire and show that you are not alone in this world. Hopefully, you gain more awareness, acceptance, and a better understanding for autism around the world. Hi, I'm Tony Meator. Welcome to Why Not Me, The World. Joining us today is a mother of four, three which are autistic. Selena Linnell has such a great story to tell us. Thanks for coming on.
1: I'm excited about the opportunity. I pretty much want to express my whole, my, my life actually revolves around autism.
0: Okay, so I understand you have three children that are autistic, one that's neurotypical. What's the ages of the autistic children that you have?
1: Uh, five-year-old uh, Giovanni and Sebastian. They're twins, identical twins. And then uh, Benjamin, who is three.
0: Okay, so you have a daughter that's not autistic, and then you have twins that you find are. What led you to believe that they might be autistic?
1: Well, before I had the kids, I had um, dated and married their father um, after three years. uh, We got married. And some of my friends had pointed out saying, I think your husband has autism. Okay. And I didn't, I was unfamiliar with autism. Okay. They actually pulled up on the computer and said, look, and I started reading about it and I said, oh my goodness, he is autistic. Okay. So it made sense what a lot of things that he would do. He was very brilliant and just um, into music. Uh, he was a music producer and he was going to school for his master's for music. Okay. Would always have headphones on, very sensitive to lights. Uh, we had blackout curtains, and noises would irritate him sometimes, and okay. it was a lot of things. So I started getting more educated and learning about him by just witnessing him. So in the midst in the midst of it, I ended up working for an agency that provided services for kids with autism.
0: Oh, okay, nice.
1: But by accident, actually, <laughs> I thought I was going for an administrative assistant job, uh-huh. and it ended up I ended up in the, the insurance authorization department trying to get authorizations for services for the kids. Okay. And and that started off because I didn't know what I was doing. The doctor who was the owner, he wanted to fire me. And my boss took a chance and uh, she sat me down and she actually trained me and taught me more about the process and how to go from getting a diagnosis and how to get them their assessments so we can provide treatment for their services. So I learned all the steps by working in this department. Oh, okay. In the midst of it, they promoted me to the school department. Because they wanted to open up a school uh, section where they can provide services in the schools. Okay. So I started hiring and training people to place them into the schools to assist uh, students with ABA services. Okay. Sort of missed as I learned. Yeah. Then I had the twins. Okay. I was actually working the day I delivered them. Wow. In heels, in high heels, I. So my boss, I said, something just doesn't feel right today. I'm going to go to the doctor. Wow. And uh, I went to the doctor and my blood pressure is over 300.
0: That's scary. So what happened from there?
1: I called my husband. He drove me to the hospital. They immediately, an hour later, they're getting the twins out. And I was scared because this was actually two months early and I wasn't ready for them.
0: I can understand that.
1: I wasn't prepared at all. Uh, I mean, I, well, he was. Okay. He was more. But my emotions weren't. Right. I had already named the twins. I knew they were both boys. I named each one in my stomach already. And so when I saw each one coming out, twin baby A, I knew Giovanni. He cried. Twin baby B, Sebastian came out. He didn't cry. I pass out. Wow. The doctor comes to me and tells me uh, all these things that transpired after I passed out. Okay. Apparently, my twins had this rare syndrome where it's called twin to twin transfusion syndrome. Okay. Where they were in the same sack and Giovanni was draining the blood from Sebastian. When he was born, he wasn't breathing. He wasn't responsive or anything. So they had to revive him and then give him a blood transfusion because he had lost a lot of blood from Giovanni.
0: Wow. That's very scary.
1: The funny ironic part about it was Sebastian still somehow weighed more than Giovanni, even though he was throwing green blood.
0: Wow. That's crazy.
1: So I told, I asked the doctor after he told me the kids are all right. And I said, oh, okay. So they're identical. So that could have been a traumatic incident that maybe could have uh, triggered autism. I don't know. So
0: how old are they now?
1: They are five now.
0: So what led you to get them diagnosed for autism?
1: After I went through a whole traumatic experience of domestic violence with their father that resulted in his imprisonment, I had got them tested for autism because I noticed that they had different behaviors that were not keeping up with their milestones. Like I mentioned before, I have an older daughter. Right. So when I noticed they weren't doing the same things and were doing weird behaviors, I knew after all this went down that I needed to get them diagnosed and tested.
0: So what'd you find out once the test came back?
1: I was right there, severe level three, autistic. And uh, oh, through the midst of this all, um, I'm going through them who witnessed, you know, the gruesome thing I went through from their father. Wow. And so that kind of traumatized them. And when you traumatize kids with autism, it's a different thing because they're, they get set on the certain behaviors. So they witnessed violent behaviors from their father, and they started to act the same way towards other kids. So
0: what happened from there?
1: I was unable to put them in a center with other kids, and everyone told me that it was best that I did home therapy with them. Sure. They were going through uh, attacking other people. Okay. If you were just in the area, or if you had your cell phone or something laying there, they would throw it at you or grab your hair. It was just really bad, yeah.
0: sounds like you went through a very difficult time. How are they doing now?
1: All they're now, they're good because I have full custody of my kids and 10-year uh, no contact for their father. So I take care of them by myself. And I try to keep atmosphere and environments calm and positive for them. And they are happy little things and, and joyful.
0: <laughs> now you've got another child, and I think you said it's a boy. And I think you said that he's three. Is that correct? Yes, What led you to think that he might be autistic to where you had to get him diagnosed?
1: Well, I started noticing uh, different behaviors than what the twins were experiencing. I was currently at the time getting therapy um, in home for the twins. Okay. Even the therapist started to mention that they noticed that I should get him tested because of what he would do. Now, on his way, um, he's brilliant at one and a half. He realized one of his toys consisted of this magnet inside that controlled the base of the lamp that was metal and would turn it off and on. So he disconnected that magnet from out of his toy and crawled over and was going on and off the lamp. And I said, how did you know what to do <laughs> At one and a half? At two, he painted a uh, rising, uh, rising phoenix. Wow. And everyone thought that I did that. <laughs> I said, I didn't do this. And he's constantly, his mind is like, he's creating things constantly. I have to like, put multiple things in front of him and say, okay, uh, invent something with this and this.
0: <laughs> That's just really good. So tell me about your five-year-olds now. You've worked with them, counseled them, taught them. How are they working out with their meltdowns? Are they still having that issue?
1: Giovanni, because their father had actually suffocated him. Oh, wow. He had... Issues with people getting too close to him. Okay. So, so um, he doesn't like to like really eat in front of people. Okay. So he'll go into another room and eat his food, and then come back. You know, he, I have to calm him down because he's a tornado. Okay. When uh, he gets upset, he doesn't like people yelling, right, or getting mad or upset. So as soon as someone raises their voice or gets mad or something, he flips out like a tornado Okay, and starts attacking everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: How do the three get along? Do they do well together considering their differences?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're boys. <laughs> they wrestle with each other. Uh, okay. I now notice they get more eye contact. They're happier. Good. Uh, I, I left them. I left them explore what they're good at right you know like i noticed um my daughter had brought them a guitar a couple weeks ago and without even me showing the how to kids play the guitar sebastian grabs it he's looking at the at the um at the guitar and just playing with the strings, listening at each sound, playing at each different string, listening to the sounds and looking at it. And then he starts trying to play it as if he knew how to play it already. And I said, wow, okay.
0: Wow, that's great.
1: Giovanni, even last week, I took him, a friend of mine had a cool party. Okay. You know, I take my kids everywhere. I don't I, I don't matter. It doesn't matter. Just because they have autism, just because I'm a single mom with three kids, I don't care. I still travel with them, everywhere with them. Sure. Sure. And so I took him to a pool party last week and brought them all in the pool. And Sebastian, he kind of sits on the side and enjoys just watching people and just smiles and laughs and, you know, but Giovanni, he just jumped straight in the pool and just started swimming.
0: Wow. That's great.
1: And I I never showed him. I never, he just was watching the other kids and was like, oh, oh, okay, I got this. And then he just started taking off. Wow. And I was amazed, like, wow, I never showed him.
0: Okay. now, Now, how old is your daughter?
1: She's 23.
0: 23.
1: Almost, well, almost 23 in a couple months, yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, she's 23. So is there a good connection between her and her brothers?
1: Um, try to because of the distance, it's, it's, it's hard. Like she comes to visit California in the summers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they, we do communicate like video chat and things like that. So uh, it's funny because um, my daughter's is from my uh, first husband. She's actually, her, their father is Mexican. My kids, the boys, their father is white, mm-hmm. but somehow they all look alike.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So what about foods and textures and, and that type of thing? Do they have any issues with that?
1: Oh, wow. Okay, yes. Sebastian, he doesn't eat anything except specifically Gerber multigrain oatmeal. Okay. he He will not move from anything from that. I recently got him to try like yogurt that doesn't have anything like, you know, just smooth yogurt. Right. And he loves vanilla ice cream from McDonald's. Um, But that's the only thing I can get him to eat.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And so luckily the multigrain has all the nutrients he needs. So he's perfectly healthy. The doctors have said so.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Now, what about the other two? Do they have any texture issues or food issues?
1: So the other ones are different too. Giovanni. He eats some things. However, he likes chicken. If it's pulled chicken, if it's cut into cubes, if it's cut into cubes, he will not eat it because it's a different shape. Okay. <laughs> if it's pasta, it has to be spaghetti noodles, long noodles. If they're little tiny macaroni noodles, he won't eat it. Okay. It's just he has a, a visual kind of thing. Uh, if, it, if it looks different to him, he won't eat it. Sure. Um And then Benjamin, he eats anything.
0: (laughs) Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. So you still homeschool them? Yes. Yes. Do you foresee a situation in the future where you might put them into school where they can interact with others? Or do you think that probably won't happen?
1: Um, I'm looking more into homeschooling, but I do want... To get them in programs, um, because I'm noticing their skills vary. Uh, I noticed they all love like sports, like they love running, okay, and things like that. So I wanted to put them into extracurriculars, like maybe have them learn gymnastics or something, or you know, things like that. Right. And as well as you know, like I said, I'm gonna homeschool them too. But I. Always, all the time I take them to various parks, let them meet different kids, uh, interact, you know, socially. And that has really been helping. That's
0: really good to hear. Now, they've had meltdowns in the past and you've corrected them and helped them. Do they have any problems interacting with the kids at the playgrounds or the parks?
1: No, actually, they're happy. They love being out in nature. They run around. Um, the the worst thing I have to say is actually, I have more problems with the parents. Unfortunately, um, it's like some parents, I guess they're not as educated in autism. Okay. And and so they act kind of weird so like for instance this one particular instance this little girl comes up to sebastian showing her her him uh her bubbles and she's blowing them. she's like like this and she's trying to show him how to blow and, and i go oh, honey he doesn't want to blow and stuff and then i go over to the mom and i was like yeah my son he has autism he doesn't know how to blow yet and stuff. and as soon as i said that it was like she grabs her daughter and she's like okay honey we're gonna go and i was like wow
0: wow That's pretty sad because that's the biggest thing that I see Mm -hmm. is people that have never been around anyone that's autistic. They don't know how to act. They don't know how to react. They don't know what to say Mm -hmm. because they don't understand what autism is.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the the fear and the... In their eyes, it's just overwhelming sometimes.
0: Well, that's that's real sad because I've been talking with so many different people that are autistic and you've got a, such a wide variety of people. And the old saying is you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I have three different personalities with my kids. You know, one is the highest functioning and he sort of the three-year-old, he sort of bullies the twins because he comprehends things a little bit more than the twins do. Okay when I repeat stuff, he gets mad that the twins don't respond to me the first time and he'll go and he'll push them. Okay. So, um, and so he tends to bully because his brain is always knowing he's moving, you know?
0: Right. So what's your approach when he starts getting aggressive, a little bit more aggressive that, that you want to tone that down? What's your approach and getting him to settle down so that he doesn't bully anymore?
1: Um, sometimes I'll, I'll yell at him, but sometimes I, I have to see, um, I'll tell him, oh, honey, I got this, okay? I don't need your help. Okay. (laughs) You know, because he's actually responding because I'm repeating myself and he doesn't like me to repeat myself to them. And I have to tell him, I have to remind him, I said, honey, your brothers, you know, I have to repeat myself sometimes, honey, I got this, okay? (laughs) Right. He's like a little man. He tries to do everything independently.
0: And he's the five-year-old, right? No,
1: the three-year-old.
0: He's the three-year-old. Oh, he's the three-year-old. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So the three-year-old is the one that can tend to get a little bit more on the on the aggressive side?
1: Yes, yes.
0: How about the five-year-olds? Are they pretty passive or how do they act?
1: Well, um, Sebastian's pretty passive. He's like a teddy bear. Okay. He's just laughing. He'll laugh for hours and he's so cute. And... um, So he's sort of passive when he starts to do stuff. Right. Giovanni, he's the oldest. I mean, oldest by a minute. Okay. But he still has that power trip about it. So when Benjamin tries to do that, he'll immediately attack back. Okay, Because remember, Giovanni was the one that was suffocated and he doesn't like people attacking at him.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah. So now they're attacking each other and I have to calm them both down and and Giovanni has to calm him more down because... When he gets, like I said, when he gets excited and upset, he's a tornado. He hits everybody that's in the room. It's like so. What I do with him is I just put his hands next to the sides of him, and I said, "Calm down, honey. It's okay. It will be okay." Just you know, uh, with, with Benjamin, I redirect by making him happy and tickling him or something. <laughs>
0: Well, the main thing is that whatever you're doing, it works. So many parents that have autistic children, they have the struggles within their family of creating a a good environment. How is your social life? Because that can affect your friends and family and all that. So having three autistic children, how has that affected you or has it affected you?
1: Not at all. Everyone knows if you invite me somewhere, they're coming along with me.
0: <laughs> okay. All
1: right. And uh, that hasn't stopped. My social life hasn't stopped my business because I also run Hollywood events as well. Okay. My friend had a film premiere. They know I'm bringing the kids. so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I'll have dinner with them on the rooftop in Beverly Hills with the kids. Okay. I just, I what I did was um, to make it easier for me, I bought a wagon. Okay. And I would carry them around the wagon. And I remember I was on the rooftop of Beverly Hills Restaurant one time, going through the tables with the wagon, and a girl stopped me from what looked like Rihanna, and she said, "Oh my God, girl, that is so smart." <laughs> and so that's why I would tell people when I go to restaurant, table for four, three high chairs, please, you know, and, and the wagon folds up under the table. Everyone's nice and comfortable.
0: Has it affected where you can take them or where you can go at all? Not at all. That's good. That's good.
1: Not at all. I let people know as I'm coming in the door. I just need a table for sure. Three high chairs so everyone doesn't freak out. Sometimes people freak out. They see me coming, three kids in a wagon, like, oh, my God, these kids are going to be bad. No. My kids are calm, well-behaved. Right. If anything, I get stopped uh, very often saying how well-behaved my kids are, and they're amazed.
0: Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So even though each one's had their different little issues, when they go out in public, they don't seem to have that.
1: No, they love traveling. I mean, when we had the twins, we've been on the airplanes with them. I mean, they they love just looking around and listening to music and things like that.
0: Right. So what are your plans for them in the future? Do you see any issues that they're gonna to have to deal with? or are there any concerns you might have for them moving forward?
1: Um, they're all they're all still nonverbal. Oh, okay. We tried to do the sign language thing. They really refused to do it. Okay. I mean, it, it was more of like, they knew what they were learning, but they just didn't want to do it. And they would just be like, I would tell Giovanni, just do them more already so she can stop saying it, you know? <laughs> and then they'll at a sign language for more, you know, it's like, they know what to do. They just refuse to do it. <laughs> So
0: I've been told that some that are nonverbal use pictures to communicate. Is that something that you use? Does that help you or how do you handle that?
1: Actually, there's no problem. Like if I say something, they don't know exactly what I'm saying. It's just they're not able to communicate it back. Oh, okay. So... I'll say, go get that toy over there or go get me that, and they'll do it. Right. They can uh, pretty much say the twins, because Benjamin can dress himself now and everything. Okay. Um, the twins have been now um, moving up and getting on, um, putting on their shirts and their pants by themselves and things like that. So it's moving along. They're starting to babble to, uh, I give them phonics training on, in the mornings. I put them, like, through hour of uh, practicing sounds. Sure. Um, these videos I found were to music, the sounds, and, you know, Giovanni, he's a music person, so anything with music, he's tuned into.
0: Do you see them becoming verbal in the future? What's your thoughts about that?
1: I think so, because they've moved along. Um, they've come... A long way, because before they weren't even saying anything, and they would always retreat. You ask them to do things, and they didn't give eye contact and things like that. And now they get eye contact, they smile, they laugh, they repeat. They're starting to repeat sounds after me. Yeah. Benjamin does sounds and movements after me. He's he's going to be He's going to be an actor.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's good. So now what about you? Do you still work within the autistic community, or have you gotten away from that?
1: Um, I moved away. Well, when I resigned from the position because of what was going on, I had to resign. Um, I was actually afraid that her father was going to, come to my job and do something so but I ended up using their services for my kids in home okay I was actually able to witness it on the other side as a parent
0: so when you first started working in your job and you was helping parents that had autistic children did you ever think in your mind that you would flip it around and you'd be going back to the same place with autistic children yourself No, I didn't. No, I did not. I get that a lot from a lot of people that had worked in a charity that they just never saw that coming. So when you got the diagnosis that your kids were autistic, what went through your mind?
1: So like I said, I had found out after um, what happened. So at that point, I had resigned already. So when I found out they were actually were like actually autistic, even though I had suspected that I moved forward with the services. Now, part of it was I had to as well, because when I had um, had their father arrested for trying to kill me in front of the kids, they tried to take the kids away from me saying that I failed to protect them from their father. Wow. So they turned it around on me. And so I had to show them, you know, as, as well as get my life uh, together with everything. And they didn't really care where my income was coming and anything. At this point, they said, well, if you can't handle the kids, we could take them. So I... Already knew what to do. I got them diagnosed for the autism. I got them services. I got a, a place. A friend of mine helped me get a townhouse. Okay. So I was able to have the therapist. They each had their own therapist coming to the house. It was luckily big enough for all these people in the house every day. Okay.
0: Good. Good.
1: <laughs> and so they were able to get the care. And for a year and a half, they had therapy. Okay. In home. So it actually helped and worked out.
0: Do they still have therapy, or is this something now that you're providing?
1: I'm providing because we had reached to a point where I noticed we were plateauing. Okay. Um, I I noticed the kids were starting to not really respond to the therapist and they were getting, I think, frustrated from having too many people in the house all the time. Okay. And so they were getting to a point where they would lead the therapist politely to the door. Right. Trying to tell them, go, you know?
0: (laughs) All right. So... What kind of advice would you give to a new set of parents that are just finding out that they have autistic children for the very first time? What would you tell them?
1: Um, For one, you got to make sure they have a definite diagnosis and then... Look around for agencies that provide services to help them through the treatment, because what they do is if you find an agency, they'll do what you call is, is a functional behavior assessment. And they'll see, you know, where uh, what the behaviors are in certain areas for the kid. And that way they can draft up a treatment plan for them and provide them with certain amount of hours of services. So now that's for the in-home therapy. Also, there's some centers that have um, services. uh, They provide it in a center for people who don't want to do it at home. And then also for the schools, too, as well. Um, So that's another thing, too. But um, you got to make sure you go through the steps, diagnosis, assessment, and then you'll start services.
0: That's great information. I also think I remember you telling me that you wrote a couple of books. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, called Autism Avengers, Super Parent. Kick Ass Guide to Bossing Domestic Chaos in the Autism Superhero Squad. What it is, it's like it's like an ultimate guide for raising autistic kids who witnessed domestic violence or suffered child abuse, and it's like a good parenting guide.
0: That's awesome. Now, where can they find it?
1: You can find it on Amazon, as uh, on Amazon. Yes, as well as my as well as my um, other book, to uh, I wrote as far as the diary of the details of the counter, of what happened um and how my what my uh kids experienced and witnessed that i went through so i wrote a diary and published that as well it's called unbelling shadows a journey from darkness to empowerment and and the books are under selena linnell lawrence just to mention on, on amazon
0: that's great now how do people find you if they want to reach out to you
1: you can find me under um Let's see. You can find me on Facebook under Selena Linnell. Um, you can send me a message, uh, messenger, or on Instagram at Selena.Linnell. And that's spelled S-E-L-E-N-A dot L-A-N-E-L-L-E. Uh, Selena Linnell. The books that I have are Selena Linnell Lawrence. That's what it's under. And also, one um, thing too, you can view me and the kids uh, on YouTube as well. I created a a YouTube channel called City Mom Chronicles. And that way you could see what our life of our travels that we've been going through um, after their father was incarcerated. Uh, I I took them a lot of traveling places, so I filmed it.
0: Well, this was a great conversation. I truly enjoyed talking to you. And once again, thanks for coming on.
1: Okay, thank you so much. It was great talking to you.
0: It was my pleasure. Thanks again. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to our show today. We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. If you know anyone that would like to tell us their story, send them to TonyMantor.com contact then they can give us their information so one day they may be a guest on our show one more thing we ask tell everyone everywhere about why not me the world the conversations we're having and the inspiration our guests give to everyone everywhere that you are not alone in this world